And good evening, everybody. It is Saturday night. Saturday, March 30th, 2013. I'm Wong Zhu, way down here in Costa Mesa, California. And already over there, the, uh, over there. Way oh, over there. All the way over here, tickling the other coast. And, and, and you know... What? You know, folks, you know when Patricia's here because the phone rang. I've already got a call ready, but ready <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Happy Saturday. Who have we got? <laughs> oh, right, let's just bring him up and just start the show. Hello there. You're on the air. How you doing, Weldon? Hey, I'm fine. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm, I, a reason I, I slipped right in under the crease of the door is... Uh, my daughter is home from college for the weekend, and she has two friends here. And my wife, uh, she's going to be calling me for dinner in about 10, 15 minutes. I don't so blame you, Paul. I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't miss dinner either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what you're going to have for dinner yet? No, I don't. But you know what? What? It's, it's never bad. My wife's an excellent cook, and when there's people over, it's going to be something, you know, a little special. Ah, that's good. So, what? Where did your daughter go to school? What college? She goes to Masters College. Um, that would be closer to you. Yeah, that's not too far from my, from me. Master College down here, very close. Yeah. Very, very close. Um. So that would you say. Well, go ahead. Yeah, so that will be fun, having the family in, you know? Yes, yes, and uh, one of her girlfriends is from Minnesota, and the other is from Canada. And guess what, Patricia? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm here. I, I, I'm listening. Guess what? I, I do remember your homework, but I only remembered it uh, last night <laughs> when I was asking the girls what they're what they're studying and one of them said she was pre-med and I said oh I said so do you know about the different organs yet and she goes well I know some and I said okay I asked a friend on old-time radio show last weekend um, since she used to be a nurse and she said she likes liver I asked her why would you eat an old oil filter all of our toxins go through there, and she didn't know the answer for sure as to whether or not they would all be right there, so she gave me the homework, like my dad used to at dinner time, uh, to get the answer to some question that none of us had the answer to at the moment, and so I said, are all of our toxins collected in the liver? Well, they're excreted or do, or do they get the excreted somewhere? Yeah, they are excreted through the liver. So what did you find out? Well, she wasn't 100% real strong on it, but she did believe that they were excreted somewhere. That's, that's correct. So you looked they're, it up? No, no, they're filtered out and they go back into, I don't know. But that, that was your job to look it up, not my job. Wait a minute here. Walden had the, the um, vernal and autumnal equinox and the winter and summer solstice. That was his. And I worked on it, and I don't have a good enough answer to talk about it. I, I am not happy with the Internet so far. I haven't found <laughs> <laughs> And Dan was supposed to pay attention to the cost of bacon, 
And I'm not going to do Paul's homework, so there. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll have to get it at a different time. Oh, you got, you got, you I guess you got your dunk hat on, Paul. You're going to have to go no, back. No, no, no. He just has to stay after school. Oh, stay after school with the teacher. Oh, oh that's pretty good. Am I going to have company? <laughs> no. Well, it depends on whether or not anybody else did homework. Okay, uh, we'll have to know later on, huh? Well, Weldon tried. I so, tried. I, I um, he may have to clean the, the, the blackboards, but um, do people still use blackboards? Yeah, I guess so. Ooh, that's, yeah, a great, that's a great topic. I just figure, did anybody ever get in trouble in school? Oh, I did. You, you did? Po- yeah. Right <laughs> what happened, here. Paul? What happened? Yeah, what happened? Oh, all kinds of things. Uh, let's see, grammar school... Yeah, I went to a Catholic school, uh-huh. and we had nuns, uh-huh. and they were harder on the boys. I always noticed that, and uh, of course, there were more of us boys who were, you know, clowning it up, and I sure clowned it up. I wasn't the class clown, but um, I, I sure did a lot of things, but they were really hard on us, and uh, I mean, they said, like, your job is to copy a page of the dictionary, mm-hmm. you know, or or a 500 or 1,000 word composition and things like that. And the girls who did things, they either didn't get anything or it was extremely light. And I remember one time I, I stood up and protested and I was yelling that out, how it was unfair and and the nuns tell me to sit down, and I'm like, no, I won't sit down, you know. And I said everything how I felt, and of course, I'm sure that got me in trouble too. Uh, yeah, if you lot, didn't sit down uh, when P- some of the nuns got through with students, once a week only. And if you did something wrong, uh, automatically you didn't get PE, and uh, you may get the the punishment of walking around the playground, uh-huh. just continually around the border. So if you were really bad in their eyes, uh, you would get sent to a lower class and have to sit in their classroom, which that, I might have had to do that once. I really can't remember for sure, but if I did, it was only once, and that's degrading. Uh, but they hit us on the head a lot. They pulled your ears. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they wrapped our hands with a stick, a pointer stick, you know? Right. Yeah, that that was something. Oh, boy. In high school, oh, I did some bad things in high school. What I'm going to tell you right now isn't a bad thing, but it's only because of who I was and Mm -hmm. my intentions and all. I took metal shop, and I was a teacher's aide for two years, and I, I I was totally into it. That was my thing. You know, uh, and I forged a knife, a Bowie-type knife, a real long one, uh, uh, really pretty much almost exactly like Cold Steel's Trail Master, which is, uh, I think, nine and a half inches long. And um, I have it to this stage where the blade was finished, the guard was on, and I was fitting... um, the wood handles and a brass piece on on the end, the, the butt, and I had the rivets 
already fitted to the wood and through the handle. And so I had those loose. And when I went into, I used to carry things around me that I was working on and ponder on them or sand on them, what have you. And, and I had that. And I went into my ecology class. And, and as I sat down, I put it inside my jacket and folded my, my jacket over it. And one of the teachers saw it. And he gave us a test and he left the room and he came back with uh, the dean who, who was real real mean stern guy he used the ex-highway patrol and he wore the big um, aviator style mirrored glasses and well he came in and he zoomed straight to me with the teacher and, and he lifted up my coat and uh, you know the, the knife was in and it fell on the floor and all the pieces went everywhere and uh, he grabs up the blade and he says you know Come with me, and, and as soon as we get out into the hallway, he he's pointing the thing up in the air, and he says, "I gotta shove this up your ass," uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes, "Where'd you get this?" As we're walking down the hall towards his office, and I said, "I made it." He goes, "No," he says, "Where did you get this?" And I said, "I made it," and. Uh, and we get to his, his office, and he's asking me that again. And I said, I made it. And he goes, where? And I said, he goes, Workman's, which was the name of the metal shop teacher. And I said, yes. And uh, he, he lifts up his phone, and he says, give me Workman. And uh, I can hear him say, you have a student, Paul Ferris, in your class? And uh, he says, you let him make this big knife and then he hangs up and uh, he goes well he goes, I can't I can't return this to you without your parents you'll have to you'll have to have your parents come get it with you so well, I take it. I, uh, I think know, it all I, this oh, meant no. that you got in trouble. That obviously you were in trouble for this. Did you ever get rewarded for anything? Well, here's the thing: the teacher, you know, had to told him right then for him to respond that way to me after he hung up. He had to tell him, you know, Paul Ferris is a good student. He's not, you know, any kind of gang guy or anything like that. So gang stuff wasn't in existence around our school. Um, you, had to, you had to tell him I was a sane guy wow. in order for him to even consider, you know, offering me to come get mm -hmm. it to my parents. He couldn't hand it to me right then. Okay, okay. so that, that was that Thanks. thing. But the bad thing that I did, the really bad thing that I did, it was, um, it was um, senior, not senior, junior, Junior ball, if you call it that. Um, uh, I had wanted to take Penny, and uh, some uh, young girl I had a crush on, and she she told me yes, and then later later she said, oh she says, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Bill. Bill asked me to go, you know, and I really want to go with Bill, you know, but, but, 
her sister, Cindy, her sister. She, she'll go with you, you know, mm-hmm. and we can go together. And I was just like, oh, you know, and so I, I did all the thing. I don't think I answered for a couple of days, you know, and then I decided, oh, well, what the heck, you know. And these sisters, they were from a poor family. There was one of the fam- places where it was a, uh, everybody could go there to party because it was parentless, really. It was bad. If my parents only knew that I was, if it was like that, they would have, you know, really stepped on me uh, from going there. But so I decided to go with them. And Bill, he was already a graduated guy and had a had a very nice pickup truck. And so we all, well, wait a minute, because I delayed. I guess I did. I delayed longer than a couple of days. Um, yeah. Tickets weren't for sale anymore. I had to go to this dean, who uh, he must. I'm not sure if he already did or if that was the next year with the knife. I had to go to him to get a handwritten ticket. Okay, to go to this junior, I guess junior prom. Is what they would call sure. it. I had this hand ticket. Sure. Now, sure. because we were such party people and everything, you know, uh, you're, you're likely. What did you do that was bad? Well, that wasn't bad, but what we did, what? I'm about to tell you, was bad. Uh oh, you sure you want to do that, Paul? Sure. Was and I mean, I'm, yeah. So we went. We went in to this dance, and. Man, I mean, a half hour goes by and nothing's happening. It's really dead. And so uh, we said, oh, let's go get that bottle. So Bill and I, we a leave bottle, the building. Hmm? A bottle of what? Uh, probably whiskey. Probably we're not going to talk about it, okay? <laughs> oh. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Probably that one's off the school list for tonight. It's not that bad. I mean, I'm sure all kinds of listeners have drank something, and we didn't even get a chance to, though, so I'm going to uh, tell you. But if you don't want me to... Why don't we, no, sa- we, why don't we save that one? All right. Why don't we save that one? Okay. And... I- I think you're avoiding your liver homework. Yeah, well, no, but if you want to ask me some questions or anything like that, I'm sorry if I... Um... No, you've, you were, were good. Patricia, you got a question for Paul? I have one. Hold on. Let me see here. Bum, what are you in the market for? Comedy, cowboy, what? Uh, comedy. Okay. All right. Um, I asked you that one. Who lived at 79 Wistful Vista? Trevor McGee and Molly. All right. You got it. You got it. And I'm still working. Do you want me to to continue working on, um, I think we're covered on... Let me let me find your CDs. There we go. I think we're covered on Fibber McGee and Molly. So just in case we're all finished with that, give me another one you'd like. Uh, the, let's do the 
great Gildersleeve. Perfect. All right, so we're starting on a new one. Okay. Does, does all of is all of the great Gildersleeve episodes available? Do they exist? Mm-hmm. No, there there were some missing during the war. Cause they were on glass disc, and they got a bunch about seventy of them got uh, destroyed during the war. Uh, cause they were on glass, and you know with glass it breaks and shatters. So we're missing. We're missing about 70, and then we're missing many of these 15-minute shows, and a lot, and several of the, of the tail end. So, but we have a lot of them. Okay, didn't know there was 15-minute shows. Uh-huh. 15 minutes for one season, five nights a week, from uh, 1954 and 55. Then it went back to a half hour until uh, 1958. Oh. Yeah. How many years did? was uh, that on? 17 years. 17? 17. Holy mackerel. Yep, that's right. Started on the audition May 26, 1941. First show was August 31, 1941. Don't, it's, it's too bad I don't have this memorized. But, uh, and uh, Hal Perry played it for the first nine years. And then Wilder Wallman did it for the next eight. So, so, and there's still several members of the cast that are still around. So, Have you interviewed them? Uh-huh. I've interviewed the gal who played Marjorie during the war, uh, Louise Harrison, she lives in New York. I've interviewed uh, different people who played, uh, I, of course, I know uh, Leah, Leah Ransom, the, uh, the girlfriend of the great girl's lead, that's Shirley Mitchell. Oh, and, yeah? Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people around. Yeah, I, I, his girlfriend, she was my favorite. Oh, you couldn't go wrong with that accent. Yeah. And uh, she was from Ohio. So can you imagine coming from Ohio and she was able to do a southern accent like that? Uh-huh. Pretty good. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard her in some other show or shows where she uh, kind of had that accent but not full on. Right. As she played some other character. That's right. You got it. You got it. And, and most people would know her on TV as one of Lucille Ball's next-door neighbors on the I Love Lucy TV show. And I'm thinking that was uh, Mary Strong. So if you ever watch the old I Love Lucy TV shows, then you know what Shirley Mitchell looks like. But who did she play in it? Ma- Mary Strong. I'm sorry, I, I'm not. I don't. Kidding. I don't know that name. It was one. She uh, Mary Strong appeared about seven times. It was one next door neighbor's dad. Uh, oh, was she? Oh no. Yeah. Now, was this? Was this? I love Lucy, or uh, one of the following? I love Lucy. Lucy I, the original one. The original I love Lucy. Gosh, yes. I don't remember that. Yeah. The original. She she played uh, like what Ethel Merman. Well, no, was? Ethel was her. You know, was her landlady and her best friend. But, you know, Lucy had some next-door neighbors, too. And uh, Shirley Mitchell was one of those. Oh. I'll have to dig up something like that. Yep. So. Well, Paul, you have yourself a great dinner. I hope it's something absolutely super special. And unless you do your homework, by the end of next week, I'll give you until next week. Uh-oh. If you don't do your homework until by the end of next week, you're going to the punishment room. <laughs> Oh, no. You're going to make me walk to this playground, too? 
No, no, no. I have better stuff than walking a playground. Ooh, my goodness, that's just a that's a monumental waste of good energy. <laughs> yes, it was. That's well, true. We'll I'm get you there. Oh, you did fine, was Paul. Embarrassing the program. No. All right, Paul. You get ready for dinner. All right. I smell it. All right. Have fun. Okay. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. All right. Seven one four five four five. 2071 is our number. I don't even have to give out the phone number. Hello there. You're on the air. And uh, I call from New Jersey, and I can do a southern accent, too. You can, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy. I can do a Texas accent. Howdy, folks. That's true. That is true. That is I just want to uh, remind everybody, or have you remind everybody, that... Uh, we are going to have ex-tex Bill Bragg on our show tomorrow night. Did you get my note? Uh, did I get your note? No, I didn't. Okay, the Wall Street Journal covering it live, and be prepared to top the show, Mike. Yes. Okay. Oh, is, oh, is this going to go in at 10:30? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. glad. Well, I'm glad. That I would have. I would have found your note sooner or yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. uh, okay. yeah. So. Uh, I know the bill was. Uh, static with the Wall Street. He, he spent an hour with the Wall Street. Been 90 minutes and they're coming back tomorrow night. To do, they're going to sit on the show live. Mm. Okay, we're talking with Dr. Michael Beal, who is normally with Walden on Sunday night. So we've, we've got a name that goes with the voice. There you go. Wave to the people, Michael. See? Okay. There you go. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. Uh, Bill Black going to be on with John Lurie and I and Michael Beal. And I will rearrange our decks because the Wall Street Journal is covering this show tomorrow night. The, uh, they went over and knocked on the door and showed up at Bill's house and did a 90-minute interview. And they're coming back to sit in during the live show and cover that. So that will be tomorrow. So stay tuned. See if, see if we're going to get any notoriety out of it. Hello there. You're on the air. I had to call before you forget to um, uh, pull out the plug, you know. Like. Uh, Walden. Yes. Well, I'm you're you're up really loud, and I'm having trouble hearing the callers. Okay. Can, can you I, I can do a little balancing act? Uh huh. I can do that. Yeah, let's balance it out a little bit. You know, I want to be up loud. And Whoa, he sure is. You can turn him back down. <laughs> well, excuse me. Maybe by midnight, huh? Uh, how do you turn me down? I, I got the 32 switches on the board. I haven't been turned down for a long time. When's the last time a girl turned you down, on? <laughs> well, never mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever turned Ron down. I know. How I'm positive. I'm positive. Listen, so how I, are you? I just called to let you know that if I called early enough, I tried I, I, I don't know if Walden told you. Last week, you guys talked to each other from about like one o'clock Walden's time to about five o'clock. I mean, four o'clock. I mean, two o'clock Walden's time. Uh huh. And nobody called. Because he forgot to unhook it. Unhook he forgot to hang up on himself. He <laughs> called himself and forgot to hang up. Is what the problem was. This is our technical genius here. Well, the really the truth is, I wanted to have Patricia all by myself. Oh boy, can you weasel out of something or what? <laughs> I figured that out. Right? You talk about a weasel. 
You don't want yeah. us to call? You just want to ice us out? And <laughs> I didn't do it, Ron. I didn't. You may remember I said, gosh, nobody's calling. Yeah, and he had... He didn't have the nerve to go check it out and see why nobody's... Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. Yeah, I figured that out. <laughs> Too right. much fun. Too much fun. Well, we have a theme for tonight. Are you going to play with our theme for me? Oh, yeah, sure. What's it is... I can out. tell he's excited. Yeah. Now, this is the honest-to-goodness truth, and I don't know how I got to... Oh, I know how I got to soap. Our Fibber McGee and Molly show tonight deals with Fibber winning a contest for a slogan for a brand of soap, Latherino soap. And I thought, well, soap, that's going to be a really good topic. So what started out to be soap actually wound up all the way into World War II for rationing information about soap. But tell me what kind of soap you used as a kid. Can you find the soap today? Um, tell me everything you know about soap from when you were growing up. Well, let's see, when was the last time I used soap? <laughs> Could I speak with Gail, please? <laughs> uh, well, when we were, when we were younger... Uh-huh. Is that the smell I smell from here? Okay. Yeah. We use ivory. Ivory? Ah, oh, the floating stuff. Okay. No, 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 no. Wasn't it 99 and... 99 40? and 44, 100% pure. And, that's, and it floats. Yeah. So what's the other 0.56 percent? Beats the I, heck I out of me. Must be air. It must be. <laughs> Ivy, and then there was palm olive. Yeah. Okay. And we still have palm. We still have both of them today. All right. Yeah, and then um, let's see. I don't know. Dial, dial. Was it dial? Yeah, dial. Dial. Yeah. Was Dial the one? Oh no, that was Life Boy. Was B O Life Boy was that right? You know that that was a that was a very um it was a comical commercial, and you know I don't know if anybody would admit they were using that soap to take a bath because you know, it's kind of embarrassing to to listen to the commercial because if you ask the friend, well, what do you what, what kind of soap do you use? And he said he used Life Boy. And you start scratching your head and said, does it work? Well, I'll be darned. Ron, you are so bright. I never thought about it in those terms. Yeah. Um, anyway, i got to run for a little while. I'll call you guys back. Okay, okay thanks. Aloha. 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 714-545-2071. Now, that is really something. We had the, the term pest control for the guys who come and show up with spray. Yep. That originated with a company here in Florida. Really nifty guy. He had uh, Volkswagen bugs, uh, the little bug cars, dressed up like mice. He had um, a, a big tail coming out of the tailpipe and big ears that flopped back and forth, you know, Mickey Mouse ear type things. Right. And he was the first person to use the term pest control as opposed to exterminator. Exterminator meant you had a dirty house. Pest control meant you were keeping it clean. Hello there, you on air? This is John from Maryland. Hi, John. Hello, John from Maryland. How in the world I, are you? I got through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. 
I haven't talked to you for a couple of days. I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> you were we talking about in. soap. Uh, we we used when I was a kid. We used uh, Life Boy soap. Uh huh. It, it smelled medicinal. Really? Yeah. And uh, my mother used what they call Fells Naphtha soap. Okay. I don't know if they still have that around. I have not ever seen it in the store, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. Let's what, see. What, what is the bar of soap that was, like, really hard to scrub with? You know? Oh, oh. Used, mm. It used for people who used to use a scrub board. Uh, yeah. Like lava? Maybe are, lava. Are you thinking about lava soap I, or the really, the really hard brick the soap? Really, there was like a, the really hard brick soap, but when you, you, when, you know, normally when you get a nice smooth ladder on other soap bars, it's really... It's, you know, it slips oh, out of your hand. Tar, and this tar one, soap. Tar soap. Does that sound right? Well, I don't remember the name. I just remember it had a weird smell, like mm -hmm. what John was pointing out as Life Boy. It uh -huh. smelled terrible. Yeah, then it, 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 it never lathered. Really, that it, was, it, I bet that was tar soap. Huh. I don't tar know, soap. But they used it when they scrubbed on a board. My mother, uh -huh. for a while, would use a scrub board. I don't get out nasty stains and things in those. Right. My mother said they used to clean diapers with. Ooh. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> All right, pine tar and tar soap. It was a pine tar soap. There was um, another use, of, I don't know if I can say it on radio. <laughs> sure, what, what's that? My mother was a, uh, uh, she had a remedy for every illness. Yeah. And one of the things that she did with the soap was an edema. Ah. Oh, gosh. Which oh, you poor kids. Soap. That'll do it. And I'll tell you one thing, that worked so fast it would make your head spin. <laughs> it probably did, too. Ah, you poor kids. Now, John, was that part of, I'm serious with this question, was that part of your grandmother's or your mother's spring cleaning routine? No, she didn't. Uh, my mother, this, this is hard to believe, but my mother completely cleaned the house every single day. She vacuumed every single day, and she, she uh, cleaned the furniture. She dusted the furniture every single day. Wow. <laughs> did she, use she was a busy lady. Did she use Johnson's wax? I don't know. We had a linoleum on the floor. She probably did. Uh-huh. We had linoleum floors in the kitchen. We had a real big kitchen. I mean, it was uh, huge. In fact, in the kitchen, we spent more time in the kitchen than we did anywhere else in the house. A lot of families did that. What did you do in the kitchen as a family? Well, what we did, sometimes we would play games. My brother and sister would play games. And uh, we actually had a uh, studio couch in, in, the, in the kitchen. It was big enough to have a studio cap. Wow. Wow. And if you wanted to take a nap, you could uh, just pop on the studio couch. There you are. John, how big was the kitchen in relation to the rest of the house? My God, it was huge. Let's see. It was, could you fit two bedrooms in there? It was about uh, the size of two bedrooms. So would the dining room be part of the kitchen, or would that actually separate? No, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Had to go separate. into the dining room. We had a full-size dining room. 
but uh, we only use that on uh, formal occasions. How old was the house, John? My father bought it brand new. I think he paid, let's see, trying to think. Oh, it was less, I'm trying to remember, but it was, today's standard, you wouldn't have believed it. It was, um, oh my God, it was so cheap, it was unbelievable. It was probably less than $5,000. Yeah. Do you remember when he bought it? 1928. 1928. What kind of heat did it have when it was new? We had coal furnace. Okay. And uh, to get hot water to bathe in, you had to go down and light the uh, the uh, hot water here. And then I like to do that because you get to play with matches. <laughs> How long have you are such you are such a sweet person. What is this with matches? Well, I guess every boy wanted to do. That. I think that's a boy thing. Yeah. Um. So how long would it take to warm up the water and take a bath? Would it take a half hour or so? Or yeah, it didn't take too long. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe maybe less little less than a half an hour. But, uh, we never what got kind a, of Hot water kind of, after the war because they didn't couldn't get one. John, what kind of stove was in the kitchen when you were growing up? Let's see if I can remember the name of it. It was. Was it a gas stove or a wood burning stove? What kind? No, it was a gas stove. A gas. Okay. Had gas. Uh, it was a gas, but it was very small. But my mother put it to the full use because she baked a lot. Uh-huh. And who covered, who shoveled in the, the coal into the furnace? My that, father. That was your dad's job? And he would, uh, uh, in the in the morning he would go down if he was, wasn't working, he would go downstairs and he would shake the handle on the side and, and knock the coals down and, and he'd clean the ashes out. But oh. he would go through the coal to get the ones that didn't burn. And put them back in the coal bin. <laughs> I mean, we were really thrifty. Sure, sure. I mean, gosh, coal, coal was plentiful, but you had to we, pay for it. I mean, it, only, it was pricey. We only got one ton a year. We got one ton of coal a year. Okay. And uh, that had to last. <laughs> so that was a lot of house to heat. Was it a two-story house? Yeah, two stories. It was a, it was a, what they call row home, but it was a corner home. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it was a big corner home. We had a garage and everything. Mm. And in the back, during the war, we had, a, uh, there was a farm in the back of the house. But during the war, the person, I, I always thought the people that owned the farm that they ran the farm owned it, but they didn't. And during the war, they sold it to the government, and the government used the house, um, the POWs there, captured prisoners. Wow. Oh, my. So in back of the house, we had a prisoner of war camp. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Were they the, prisoners of war? Were they German? Were they Japanese? Oh, 
They were both uh, German and Italian. And Italian. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And uh, what happened? The uh, they would allow the uh, Italian prisoners to go to town once a week, but they had to wear uh, EW written on their clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, written on there, and all the girls thought that was really neat. So they would, they would write PW on their on their dungaree. Oh, oh, <laughs> teenage girls just come up with the weirdest stuff. I didn't know they were doing it that early. Yeah, it was PW. Oh my, oh my! They thought it was cool. Question: Social question. Prisoner of war being allowed out on his own, uh, obviously a trustee-type situation because he had to come back, was he at risk in the town from the townspeople who hated the people who were fighting them? Well, you know what? They really didn't hate them. I mean, you could you could walk up to the barbed wire fence and you could talk to the prisoners. Nobody hated them. And that was okay? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, when I, I didn't mean, um, I, I misstated that. I didn't mean hated that person specifically, but the the tenor within the country during World War II was hate. They hated the Japanese for bombing Pearl Harbor. They hated the Germans for attacking, you know, and there, there was a, an attitude of hate. And I wondered if they were at any kind of risk being out on their own and wearing a sign that says, I'm not from here. No, not really. Hmm. You know, I, I'm wondering too, Patricia, just listening to the old radio shows, when we think of the German and the Italians, we were thinking mostly of Hitler and Mussolini rather right. than the actual soldiers themselves. Right. So, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, we had a ball field. Uh, at the end of the block, we had a, a baseball. Well, we made it ourselves. Mm-hmm. The government never put anything in for us to use, you know. So we we made our own ball field, and uh, when they put they put a barbed wire fence up to you know keep the prisoners in there. And what would do if if you hit a home run or hit, you hit a ball over fence into where the prisoners were, it was an automatic out. And then you had to try to get a hold of somebody to get the ball out. <laughs> I was an automatic out. <laughs> I guess it would be. Um, it certainly but wasn't a they base would hit, was it? Ball back for us. Throw it over yeah. the fence. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh! You know this is a great story, John. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I just never knew that there were neighborhood. Um, what am I getting? Little they were little prison camps. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could hear them at night. They would build a fire back there, and you hear them singing. They had little sing-alongs. Oh, my gosh. You know, they were a lot safer than they were when they got captured, huh? Well, I think a lot of them, I think a lot of them, I think, I think, do I remember Nebraska, the Germans? Mm-hmm. Were, were prisoners of wars in, the, in, in, uh, in Nebraska. So different parts of the country. Um, so these, these were people who lived here. These were not prisoners who were taken... Um, in Europe, for example, and brought, well, that would be stupid. Of course they weren't brought over here. They were. These were people in our own country. So we took we took prisoners of war from Europe and brought them to America. We did bring them all. Oh, I did. Oh, boy. Well, then I need yeah. to go to school. 
Uh, we had prisoners here. That's... We never had any Japanese prisoners, because that's more like West Coast. Yeah. They weren't any here. Well, I'll be darned. Did you ever have an opportunity to talk with any of them? Sure. What did you talk about? They spoke English. <laughs> any Anything. Baseball? How, how the war was going on, who's winning. <laughs> I'll be darned. You were their newspaper. Yeah. Some, some, some of the people went down the end of the newspaper. They could read, you know. <laughs> yeah. So well, it was, what? Uh, I... It's not like at all what you think in the movies. It's all propaganda what you see in the movies. So what, yeah. what kind of work were they doing on the farm, John? Were they working with the pigs? I don't know pig? what they did inside the building. It was a big, it was a huge building where they housed them. Uh -huh. I don't know what they did inside. Got it. I didn't see them all the time. They weren't outside all the time. Uh-huh. Did they do any farming outside? I, I did. It was so big, I, you, you couldn't see back there. You know, it was okay. far over there. You couldn't see what they were doing. Yeah. Huh. Well, golly. Boy, John, every time you call, I get educated. Well, you know, my cousin, who I didn't know till after the war, he's the same age I was, mm -hmm. but he was born in Germany, and I was born here. And we were the same age, but I didn't know him. And uh, he said during the war, um, they would show films and they say, this is the United States. And they would show these films, and some of them were terrible. Yeah. Uh, they, had, they, they were showing films, and this is the honest truth. They showed, he said, they want to show us a picture of the American Army. And they showed a film called Buck Privates, <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Oh, my God. They said, this is the American Army. <laughs> Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> but that was the film. This is the American, this is the army we're fighting. <laughs> and the show Abbott putting the rifle on the wrong shoulder and his gun belt yeah. all down. They would trip over it, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a surprise when they got out in the field, huh? My gosh. Well, John, are you in the market for a question tonight? All right. All right. You know, you've got a growing envelope here. I worked on our our CDs over the weekend right. or during during the week. Let's see. All right, here you go. What were green, gold, blue, and plaid? What is it? Green? Green, gold, blue, and plaid. Blue, green, gold. Uh huh. And plaid. Gold. Yeah, gold. Gold. The color gold. gold. Like a flag. No, they were. Each one was different. We had green ones and gold ones and blue ones and plaid ones. What were they? And this is not a radio show, right, Patricia? This is just a general question. This is a general question, yeah. Oh, I'm think I'm trying to think of a radio show. Yeah. Oh no, I'm so sorry. But, but you know, I tucked this in the middle of questions about products. Okay. So it has to do with buying products. stuff. Products. Well, 
something that you buy. Right. Well, it has to do with buying and stores. Yeah. And it was blue, green. Gold and plaid. Gold and plaid. Gold, like the color gold, gold and silver. Like Ralston Perina. Like the checkerboard. No, it wasn't the checkerboard. We had, these were all individual. We had green ones. We had gold ones, we had blue ones, and we had some that were plaid. Maybe it was a candy? Nope, wasn't a candy. I'm going to save that one. That one's really kind of a tricky question. I'm going to, it is. I'm going to save that. Okay, we want a product. Here's a product. Which product would give Charlie trouble keeping all the girls away? Raw root cream oil. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Get that one. <laughs> uh, well, you know, not everybody would get that one. That sounds. And Wild root hasn't been around for a million years. I don't think it is. Wild root isn't around anymore, is it? Wild? I think it is. Nah. I, think, I think it's a small uh, brand now. You're joshing me, uh, I really? Think I, I think I googled it up. Yeah. Yeah, Wild root cream oil. Wild root cream oil. Let's see here. Like Fitch. Amazon, the natural look. Like you don't see Fitch shampoo anymore either. Fitch shampoo. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. Remember who was some of the sponsors? Who they sponsored on radio? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Yeah, that's one. But there was one before that. Uh huh. Let's see, it was. Uh, Musical show. That's right. I can't wait a minute. I'll think of her name. She was called the last of the Red Hot Mamas. Sophie Tucker. Sophie Tucker. Okay, good. They also had a uh, a music variety show besides Sophie. A music variety show. Uh huh. In other words, they had different. They had yeah. They had Fitch Bandwagon, which was a where they had big bands on Sunday nights. And Dick Powell hosted it during 44. And, and that was the name of the show? Yep, the Fitch Bandwagon. Yeah, I remember oh, Fitch Bandwagon. Cool. Yeah. And I think, I think Fitch, oh, I'm trying to remember, were they the sponsor for a while for Judy Canova? Or was that or Halo Shampoo? Halo Shampoo. Was Halo Hello, shampoo. I don't think it was Fitch. I think it was Halo. Halo Shampoo. Uh, what else? Those are the only ones I think of at the moment that Fitch. Sponsored. All right. Well, I will go. I will go look for Fitch. The only thing I can come up with right now. Oh, wait a minute. There it is. Wild Root Cream Oil. With a purchase that, of that. They probably still make that. There. Yeah. You have to go digging around for it. Um, Fitch. Radio. Let's see what comes up here. F-I-P-C-H. Fitch Radio. Advertising. Old time radio. And then uh, I think... the right questions and I'm not I'm not going to fuss around with it um, at this point John what would you like for for some shows well let's see what, what don't I have <laughs> <laughs> well let me see what you 
what you've got coming, and maybe that would help. Mm-mm. Let's see, John, what we've got. Okay, you asked for Sherlock Holmes last week in The Life of Riley. Yeah. What else? And everybody, I'm going to have two gentlemen at the first act who were junior in The Life of Riley. On May oh, great. Yep. Both uh, Conrad Bingham and Tommy Cook will be on my panel, and hopefully we're going to broadcast that. Oh, excellent. That that will be great yeah. fun. Well, John, are you in the mood for comedy, for drama, detectives, history, kid stuff, westerns, science fiction, adventure, and stuff like that there? How about the, the Philip Morris Playhouse? Did I ever get that from you? You never did because I never went out looking for it, so I will go find it. The Philip Morris Playhouse. Okay. Or if you can't find that one, how about, um, oh, let's see, Amazing Mr. Malone? Mr. Malone, yeah. That's I good. do believe I have Mr. Malone or Mr. Malone, sure. Well, I will, I will hunt. That one, you know. Well, if the Philip Morris Playhouse is available, it's yours. Okay. All right. Well, John, you are such fun to talk to. Thank you so much for educating me. Honest to goodness, I learn something every time you call. <laughs> I'll give you some more stories next time I call. Uh, please do. You just sit there, and, there you go. Sit there and collect them for us. Thank you. All right. All right. Happy Easter, John. Same to you. You bet. Bye-bye. 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 714-545-2071. Happy Easter to everybody. What kind of soap did your mother make you use when you were growing up? I don't know. I don't really know the brand of the soap. Um, that's an actor. Do we call her? Sure. Let's see if anybody has to the phone. <laughs> and please, as long as you're not calling yourself, somebody will remember to hang up, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. Dear me. Dear me. Okay, how about shampoo? What kind of shampoo did you use when you were a kid? What call mom? Would somebody pick up the phone? <laughs> we're, having, we're having professional broadcasts tonight. We're practicing. Maybe we need to ask Probably your mom, mom during mom. break time. Oh, man. Family probably went to bed. Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll ask her during break time. My poor lady. Okay. You know, they're doing something crazy. Hello there. You're on the air. I am on the air. There must be a delay in the air. I know, Dan. There must be. You want me to call you instead? No, no. I think everything's... You think you're okay? Well, that's considering I don't know the number. I think it's easier. Did you do your homework? Uh, did you check your email? Oh, no. Not, not in the last half hour. Am I up there? You should have something there. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he late then? If it's been the last half hour, that's after school started. Oh, but I didn't ask for his homework until now, so I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think he's safe. I think he's okay if he I did think it. he's well, safe, yeah. And it has to come up here. Uh, I think... I think... My, it's it's not, it's out with the program that you get from, excuse me, from Macintosh called Safari, which is supposed to be the comparable 
to, uh, oh my gosh, everything is going screwy here, comparable to Outlook, not Outlook, um, Internet Explorer. Are you guys still using Internet Explorer? Yes. All right. Uh-huh. Um, I have to quit some stuff here. Anyway, that the the one that's comparable is absolutely a bear. I mean, it is just so miserable. So why are you using that? Uh, I'm, I'm occasionally will use Firefox. I was going to recommend Firefox. You might also try uh, Google Chrome. Google Chrome on on a Mac is that cool on a Mac? You know, I don't use a Mac, so. You might have a point there. Well, I don't know. How come you don't use a Mac? Uh, that's, well, we have a Mac lab, but we I don't use it that often. Um, I'll look into it, and I'll email you something, providing you can get your email open. Do you, get, you order a Big Mac or a little Mac when you go to McDonald's? <laughs> Tonight I'm on the little Mac. <laughs> Are you so funny? Being it's Lent, I ordered filet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, so you think, we're almost finished. <laughs> so you didn't get any cheese with that. Okay. Did you get fries with that, Dan, or not? No, holding off on the fries. Oh, holding off on the fries. So we're, going, we're going to be on, uh, we're going to be uh, seen in the Wall Street Journal. Yep, the Wall Street Journal is covering us tomorrow. They uh, knocked on the door of Big Techs. Yeah, and did a 90-minute interview at his house, and they were coming back tomorrow night to cover the radio broadcast. That's pretty nice. Uh, I had the Wall Street Journal on earlier this uh, morning. So, uh, so, but I think this could be the actual newspaper. I think. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm... I don't know. So, uh, so you know, we'll we'll see what happens from this, and uh, we might have to. Have two nights of shows now. Uh, there's a possibility, you know. I mean, already, already, Bob wants to get Patricia and I on Wednesday night. You never know; it might happen. You never know. No, Bob, I don't know about no. that. You know, but, but, problem is, okay. problem is, when Patricia and I do a show during the week, it's only 90 minutes long, and that's just ain't that ain't gonna do it. Oh man, I I felt like I had to talk so fast on Wednesday, and I tried, and I did, and then. I talked so fast, nobody could say anything. <laughs> I embarrassed myself. Okay, now, I have a question here, Dan. I've got one email open so far. It says, Kroger has bacon for sale, two 16-ounce packages for $7. That's that's cool. That's three fifty dollars apiece. Did you, did you look in the newspaper ad on the Internet for this, or when you were in the supermarket, did you pay attention, as was your assignment? I get my weekly uh, flyers sent from Kroger. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and I looked when I was in the market earlier. Okay. You're, you're a good boy. Right. <laughs> or should we get called a local Kroger? You can download coupons now from the weekly flyers. Oh, from the flyers? No kidding. They won't let me do that yet. So should, and, we, get, should we get called um, a local croaker and Dan before you can ask them to confirm the special? And, and do they ship it out of, do they ship it out of state? Yeah, do they ship it out of state? All right. Hormel, 399 
Smithfield. I don't know that brand. Smithfield, yeah, two a, for seven dollars. That's a long-term brand. Right? Is it? I, I haven't seen that one. Of course, you know how often I, I shop for bacon. Um, I went past and took a quick look this week at the bacon section, and Oscar Mayer was seven ninety-nine a pound for one sixteen-ounce package. That's what it said. I didn't wow. touch it. I thought if I touched it, it might be a problem. <laughs> so I, I, I walked right past it. I know other stuff was like four dollars a pound, but the Oscar Mayer, my goodness, somebody maybe has, maybe maybe you get, maybe you press a button, you get the same commercial, or maybe yeah, maybe you push the button and it comes out with eggs. I don't know, but my goodness. Okay, do do we think Dan gets credit for this, even though he went out squirreling around tonight before he called? Dan, you want to defend yourself? Defend myself? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> I just asked Walden if we need to give you credit. Yes, that's what I'm asking. So I'm just asking Dan to make one last plea before I wait, before we make a final judgment on this. Because because you went out looking for information before you called. You didn't do it during the week. Oh, I, I shopped during the week. But did you shop for for dollar information during the week? Yeah, I was over there on Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah. Way home from work. And and you came home wow. with include, huh? What? And and you came home with the prices for different kinds of bacon because you paid attention while you were in the store. Yes. Yes. You have you have a witness that we can call? Uh gosh. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Walden asked that. I didn't ask that. I am a I am a trusting soul, Dan. I wouldn't have asked you that kind of question because Walden got there first. <laughs> well, you're a good person. I believe okay. I believe Dan get credit for this. He gets the I think you should star. get. I think you should get credit he for it. I agree. I agree. He gets credit for this. He's not going to get anything extra except a gold star, but he got a gold star. You did very well. So what is your conclusion about the price of bacon? I think bacon has gone up about a dollar from it's, – it's about a dollar higher than what I thought it would have been. So – and I guess I'm, I'm thinking pork prices are going up the farther away from – Possibly the pork farms. I mean, you know, we've got pork farms here, you know, all throughout the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so think the farms. When, pork farms in uh, Florida. What's, 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 what's a pound of hamburger going for? Anybody? Anybody has any idea? What kind of ham? Hamburger. Hamburger. If you oh, hamburger. Yeah. Well, it depends raw on hamburger. what kind. Raw get, hamburger. Raw yeah, hamburger. Yeah. You get meat. ground round. You get ground beef. You get ground chuck. Um, they're all different prices. So I mean, is it less than seven bucks? Oh, yeah. So it would be cheaper to buy hamburger meat than it would be to buy bacon. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sure. I well, think, I, think now, the cow, just, I think the cow should be upset that they're going less than the friend. Next I, have, door. I have to go backward here. If you pick up ground round meat in the supermarket, it's going to cost you more than three fifty or $4 a pound. Sometimes it's up to four twenty nine. Well, that's what I mean. But if you saw, if Dan saw Akamai Wheel going for seven ninety five or whatever... Mm-hmm. The Oscar Mayer bacon for seven ninety five. Sure, you you'd do better to buy a steak for goodness sakes. 
I haven't bought one in a hundred years. Dan, what? How much? How much is um, the? Oh, let's say um, a New York steak, New York sirloin, or or um, yeah, one of those. How much are they? Sirloin, I believe, uh, would probably run about five ninety-five a pound. I'd say. <laughs> so we're better off eating a steak for breakfast. Well, of course, you can eat more steak than you can bacon. Most people can, I suppose. I. I, think I, I could eat a lot of bacon. Here for like two ninety-eight a pound. What goes for two ninety-eight a pound? I. Ground chuck. Round chuck. Okay. Well, round and chuck are two different things. Yeah, ground chuck. Oh, ground. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Okay. I gotta, I'm doing two things at the same time, plus listening to you, and that's extremely rude. I'm sorry. I missed that word. Um, all right. Sure. All right, now, how much bacon can you eat at breakfast? If I, if I fried a pound of bacon and brought it to the table, how much of it could you eat? Oh, gosh, it depends on how hungry I am. I don't know. I, You know, a good BLT is sometimes nice for breakfast. You know, a little tomato, a little lettuce. Uh-huh. You know, and what does that take, three or four strips of bacon? Yeah. You know, I, I'm just thinking, well, guys, you know, my grandmother, when she got married to my grandfather in uh, 1932, she used to tell me she used to do the week worth of grocery shopping for $5. I wonder what that is today, and what you, what kind of product you would get for five bucks. We did that one night for Fibber and Molly. How much they would pay in like 1942? So let me see if I can find my handy dandy little calculator it's just again. It's amazing considering what the average person probably has to spend at a grocery store to get whatever 80 years ago for five bucks would have been. I know 20 years ago, we used to go to the grocery, and we spent all probably $120 for, like, two weeks' worth of groceries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I to me, it seems like I can go in and drop $50 pretty quick. I think, that, that, I think, that's, I think that's true for most people. Yeah. You I, know? Now, now, that's buying, that's including, like, probably, um, uh, you know, a bottle of uh, Tide detergent. There's your soap. That, that's okay. six bucks right there. It, you know. it ties in or tied out? I think it's, it's oh my gosh, it's, it's tied, tied out. It, it goes ties, out of your pocket. It's, it's tied pricey. in or tied out? That used to be the Tied in the washer. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> well, then what year are we looking at? 19... My grandmother was shopping in 1932. 1932, and she could shop for $5. For $5 for a whole week worth of groceries. For a whole week, and... For two thousand, it would it only goes up to two thousand twelve. Will you accept that? Yes. Calculate. The value of five dollars from nineteen thirty-two ranges from, oh man, purchasing power is what we want. Relative purchasing power, eighty-two dollars and thirty cents. Wow, talk about inflation. So I could do that. I'm, you know, in today's dollars, I, she shopped for a week, you said, right? Yeah, she shopped for a whole week and probably been gift for two for her and her husband. Yeah. Oh, boy, I could I could shop for and, two weeks on $82. And, and, and I think she got steak with it, too. And so I'm just thinking, 
the value of the dollar is not the same. If she, if she, if she could go and shop, because I imagine she went out and bought steak and everything mm-hmm. for a party of two. Yeah, you're right. It depends on what she was buying as well. Right. You know, if she was out buying caviar, that would be a whole lot different from sardines. Right. So, but on on balance, the average person going into a store in 1932 spending $5 would be the equivalent of my going in and buying $82 worth of groceries, and that would be more than a week. I'd have to replace the bananas, though. Bananas don't last a long time. Oh, I had my banana test, too. I have to give you a report on my banana test. How much are bananas a pound down there now? Um, I think I saw 69 cents a pound. But when I go to Sam, when I go to Sam's Club, I get three pounds for a dollar thirty-nine. Okay, I just bought. They were thirty-nine cents a pound just uh, last week. I bought some before the snow came in. Thirty-nine cents a pound? You're farther from the equator than I am. Do I know? You're farther from the equator than I am. I'm closer to banana country. I know. And I pay. I pay at least. Seventy <laughs> percent more. Hmm. Yep, this is you, not good. Helping, All right. Well, then, if I made a pound of bacon, how much of it could you eat? Um, uh, maybe two strips. I don't know how what? many. How many strips are in a? How many strips are in uh, a bake pound of bacon? Oh, gee. Um. Twenty. It dep- well, it depends on how thick it is, but on average, I would say four, eight, twelve. Oh, I'll just throw the dice and say, wait a minute, hold on. I I hit some sales tonight, which is why I was late, because I was out there making sure I got everything that was on sale. And turkey bacon was on sale. I like turkey bacon. That's good. 18 slices for six ounces, 18 slices. So you get three slices per ounce. So, oh now, man, you don't get forty-eight. So you get well, you, you, you get forty-eight. You get forty-eight strip for a pound. Maybe you do. I I can't. No, no, that's too no, much. I don't think that. You don't think so? No, well, I don't it, think so. It, but, I I would say I would say you get two strips per ounce. So that would be thirty-two strips. Yeah. Would that sound about right, Dan? I'd say so. Yeah. And I think that might even be a little generous. Yeah, about two strips of bacon is what I normally have. Good grief, and Dan can eat four? Ask me how much I could eat if you put a pound of bacon on the table. Patricia. Yes? If it's going to be pork or turkey. Pork. Pork. That's if, the real if, stuff. If it's the center cut or the outer... Doesn't matter. Put a pound of cooked bacon on the table for me and ask me how much I will eat. Uh, you have to have anything on the bacon. All I want, just put a pound of bacon on the table and ask me how much I would like. With or without chocolate syrup. Dan, ask me how much. <laughs> Dan, put a pound of, of bacon put on the table. Just good to weigh pork. Yeah, she wants. You got a whole plate of bacon strip, Patricia. How many? All of them. All of them? I I think if I sat down, I really like bacon, and I've never done this, but if I were permitted to, I could probably eat the whole thing. Now, I have no problem eating that in steak. I that could, would be hard for me to I do. Could, I could easily eat 
16 ounce steak is a big steak, but uh, normally what? What what do you normally get for steak anymore, everybody? I don't know, maybe eight ounces. I don't know. Eight, eight, eight it's seven, eight ounces. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good size. That, that's okay. You can do that. All right. So, what, Dan? I'm sorry. Usually it's about six by the time you get in a you know in a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which is a fraud. Get a total fraud. <laughs> Honest to goodness, we we have to educate Walden here. Okay, Dan, soap. Yeah. What kind of what kind of soap did your mother your mom sent you to wash up for dinner? What kind of soap did you have to use? Well, if it came from the field, I'd use lava soap usually. Uh huh. L A V A. Now you didn't use lava soap in the shower. What did you use in the shower? And what did she use for clothes? And what did she use in the kitchen? Okay. Uh, I use Dove because of my allergies. Okay. Dove soap. That, that, then, really, is a, uh, that really is a gentler soap. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a good ad for Dove. Okay. And what did your mom use? Uh, she would use, she would usually use whatever was cheapest, and she would use uh, either Tide or Cheer. Okay. Did she ever use Dove's? That's the one that came with things like towels and glassware inside the box. Does does everything. <laughs> Maybe once. Seems like I remember. You know, seems like years ago you would get something and you put it in like your cupboard and then you it would be there for twenty years. You know. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be like one brand I seem to remember. Uh, you know. Sometimes she would like use old English polish about once a year on the furniture. Ah, okay. Or Murphy's Oil Soap. That would be another brand she would use about once a year to clean. Uh huh. You can still yeah. you can still get them. They're they're still out and around. They're very good products. Oh, they are. Yeah, I use mm -hmm. Murphy's Oil Soap about once a year, washing down the woodworking house. Yeah, it really does a nice job. It cleans and leaves a nice shine behind. Don't tell Johnson's Wax we said that, okay? But considering we love the show, I mean, my goodness gracious. Well, I mean, we use Pledge, you know, to, to polish the furniture, and I think that was a Johnson product. That's right, what, and what, it still is. What is actually a polish? Is that... It's got wax in it. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a wax product, basically, right? Yeah, if you're talking wood and stuff like that there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you, I, mean, you can... I think Pledge had, you know, the lemon scent in it. Mm-hmm. So. I was just thinking now, what of the car wax? I only think of really, I've really, now that you're, I only think of one brand that get heavily advertised. You guys think of any particular car wax that get advertised? I use turtle wax. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And that's the one I would have thought of. Yeah. And that's Johnson's wax. Johnson says turtle wax? No, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, it's a made by Johnson. Yeah, I think that's right. Turtle wax. All right. See, you, what you guys... And all I asked you to do was look for bacon, and look what you guys are making me Can do all night. Can you imagine, pour some poor turtle? It's waxing a car. That doesn't really make much sense to me. And I do not know why... Turtle... It ever wound up with the name Turtle Wax. Okay, Turtle Wax, privately held. That's the name of the company. Yeah. 
Privately held. Turtle, it's a pretty, pretty name, good, good name of a company. Turtle, yeah. So, and there is a turtle sitting right on top of it. Let's see. Hirsch family members are involved in the company still. Company's primary product includes cleaning and polishing products for car care, including glass painted service. Da 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 da. Turtle wax doesn't say anything about where the name came from. Turtle wax came from. Uh, they wanted to show that it was. Uh, Strong, you know, it made the, the finish strong. Oh, it had a hard shell to it. Shell, yes, uh-huh. Well, aren't you a bright rabbit? I, I never would have thought about I, that. I really try. Yeah, how about that? Oh, my goodness. Now, as soon as my computer decides... Okay, now, speaking of Johnson here we go. Wax, what is gloat coat? What did, what did the expression gloat coat really... That's also a wax. It's a type of wax, but it was liquid. And you pour it on the floor and rub it around. Uh, I wonder if people are even using glow coat or anything like that anymore. Well, as soon as I finish with the turtle, I'll let you know. Um, just a minute. Knowledge bacon, Dan. I, think, I think you and I are going to need to have some scramble eggs with this while we're waiting for Patricia. I think I should just turn on the other computer as well. All right, let's see. Uh, okay, on a sales call in Wisconsin, Ben Hirsch, who owned the company, passed by Turtle Creek. In a moment of inspiration, he realized that the protective hard shell of a turtle was just like the finish produced by his auto polish, so he renamed the company Turtle Wax. There you go. Dan, you are so smart, so smart. What am I looking up now? What is glow coat, and do people really still use that liquid stuff for the floor? Glow coat. Johnson's. Um, do you want bacon bits in your uh, scrambled eggs? Uh-huh. You can't, no. If, if, if we're going to do that, can I have a little cheese sprinkled on there, Dan? Yeah, oh, man, you can uh, you can put cheese melts, but don't put bacon in there. That's lumps. Now, uh, I'm in the mood for sourdough toast. So maybe... That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Sourdough toast. And I don't mind the heel. I like I like the heel of the bread, actually. How about some good old-fashioned butter? I'll take that. You bet. That's right. That's okay. you bet. Good. Go through the go working through, on the menu here. Go through the system pretty quick. Now, are we gonna? What kind of juice are we gonna have here? Oh, do you want some cranberry? Or you want orange? Cranberry sounds really good at the moment. I'll, I'll take cranberry. You know? Yeah, cranberry should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have pretty healthy breakfast here, I think. So we're at the best, if we're going to, when Patricia and I come to see you in Indiana, we're at the best place to have breakfast. There's a house. called Toast on Market. And, and they make eggs and they make bacon and all that good stuff there. Well, and I tell you, you could go to uh, uh, Wagner's Market, which is down at the racetrack. And it's a it's a low diner. Yeah, it's a low diner. Uh, I think I think Patricia likes low diners. I think that would uh, fit, fit Patricia's style. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, why am I looking up glow coat? I get to see if do if a do they even still use it? You know, and what um, is a glow coat anyway? Well, it's it's the name of the. Of the product, right? I think it's a branding rather than the actual. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's and it's spelled that way. It's G L O dash C O A T, 
and it's stuff that you pour on and spread around, and it polishes. It 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 gives a glow you mean or a it, shine it requires, on its own. It requires no rubbing, or, no rubbing, or, no rubbing or, or buffing. buffing. You just spread it on, and it what? works magic. Um, can't find your best product. Here are questions: Where can I purchase? Where can I purchase Johnson One Step? Took the ah Johnson One Step No Buff took the place of glow coat wax. And it's available at some hardware stores and online. One step, Johnson. One step. There is what no year more glow coat. One step come out. Well, let's see here, because I just happen to have come across. Well, that's what I think. I think most people nowadays don't use floor wax anymore. Most people don't use floor wax anymore. That's what I'm wondering. Which makes me an oddball because that's on my list to. Uh, to buy next week. Well, wax? Uh, no, Bob. Are you going to buy Johnson's wax, Patricia? Sure. Okay, you're going to support sure. the show. Sure. I, I think so. I I think that's only fair that we support our favorite show 70 years after the fact. Well, sure. I agree. I do the same well, thing. Well, sure. That's what I do with Wheaties. I eat Wheaties because of Jack Armstrong. You still eat Wheaties? Well, it's been a long time, but I would do it if if I, if I had a bowl of weed, I would do it as t- my tip to my hat to Jack Armstrong. Hmm. Even though the show's been off the air for seventy years, it's still I'm 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 being I'm being true. Dan, is there anything you buy our loyalty because of uh, any sentimental sense at a grocery store? Gosh, there are some things. I'm trying to think of something right offhand. Uh, gosh, loyalty after all those years. Mm-hmm. I guess I stick with uh, Tide or Cheer, you know, soap powder, uh-huh. detergent. Um, I like Pennzoil oil when I do buy oil. Uh, gosh, what else do I buy? That's about it. I, I, try, I try to buy American products much as I can. There you go. Because if you, I mean, if you're not buying American products, you're putting American people out of work. Mm-hmm. So do you actually look at the label to see if it's American made? I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and gosh, about three or four years ago, I was looking for a new winter coat, and you could not find a, a coat in Sears at the time that was made in America. I have a new grocery store assignment for you. Do you have a, really? What What do you want me to do? Yes. Well, next time you're in the supermarket, go to the juice section, the canned juice and, and kids juice stuff, and pick up the the container that holds the, the little packets of apple juice that you put in kids' lunch boxes. Like the six packs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell me where tell Mom. me where the apple juice came from. Okay. You know, and you know, you mentioned beef. Uh, up here, uh, when you're looking at the beef or whatever, there are special labels that say, you know, this is from the United States. Really? Yes. Now, do That's... you have that down there? No. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't buy meat an awful lot, but I don't recall ever seeing a label like that. 
Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, we import everything. The reason I'm sending you to the apple juice section is because the Mott's apple, uh, Mott's apple juice comes in from China. Does it really? I, you know, I had heard something about that. And, you know, I have in the past seen apple juice that said, you know, this is a product of, you know, name the country, whatever. Well, mm-hmm. um, do you ever see labels promoting uh, this product is from Indiana? Or, or for Patricia, do anything in the grocery store. This product, you know, is uh, from Florida. I see all the oranges. Well, with, with, with oranges, we'll have Florida oranges and we'll have Florida strawberries. They'll mark pro- produce that came from Florida. They'll mark it that way. What about, what yeah. about Indiana, Dan? Do, anything, do they ever mark anything saying this is from Indiana? Not so much. I mean,. That's more like in your specialty shops. Uh-huh. Now, Kentucky Kentucky has a program through their agricultural department. They have the Kentucky Proud uh, program, and uh, that identifies you know, products from Kentucky. It's a special label, and you know they even have a Kentucky Proud store. Do uh, you remember Phyllis George Brown? She yes. Was the, uh, she was on CBS Sports back in the 70s. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, she was She was in Miss America, I think, was she not? Yeah, yes, she was. And she also used to cover the Sunday football for CBS, I think. Okay. She, she married John Y. Brown, who bought Kentucky Fried Chicken from the Colonel, and I think they've been separated for many years now. Wasn't he the but, governor of Kentucky at one time? Was she from Kentucky? I, no, well, I think, I, think the, I think the guy who bought... Colonel was her former governor of Kentucky. Oh, he was. He was. Yeah. It, yeah. She was. Uh, she was uh, married to John White Brown. She right. was the first lady of Kentucky for a number of years, right. maybe two terms, and she's the one that got the Kentucky Proud uh, license, and you know, got that whole franchise started, and it's been promoted through the uh, Kentucky Department of Agriculture. So, yeah. Indiana doesn't really have anything like that. Just... Well, that's pretty cool. Well, um, when we get produce in from anywhere, I don't know if it's a Florida law or if it's nationwide, they must put a sticker on the produce telling us where it's from. So if something comes in from Mexico or something comes in from Chile or it comes in from California, wherever the, it was grown, that's on a sticker, so we always know where the wait produce minute, wait came minute, from. Wait a minute, you guys allow California stuff to come in the state of Florida? You bet. How many times have I told you, and this year is different, <laughs> I told you that California strawberries are bigger and taste better than Florida strawberries, but you guys are out in the cold this year, which reminds me, I cut up strawberries this week and I haven't eaten any. Mm-hmm. Now you yes. feel you, you this feel, year. This year, Florida strawberries. We got you. We got now, you. Now you feel you feel guilty buying California strawberries when you when you can. Well, not when I can't. Not because your seed, your growing season is different. Okay. So we would never. You would never be in competition with our growers here, because your strawberries come in at different times of the year. So no tang of guilt. Mm, well, a little. <laughs> Just a little, you know. I I take off the label that says from California. <laughs> I don't read it. Now I know you had cold weather in Florida because I looked, and you had freeze warnings all the way down to Tampa. I think this week. This week? Yeah. No kidding. 
Well, I know it, it got pretty nippy with uh, wind, yeah. excuse me, earlier this week, but I didn't realize that it was that cold. My goodness. I mean, up, up farther north from me. I, it didn't get that cold here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know one night it was really chilly because my baby eagle, poor little thing, he nuzzled his nose under his wing when he went to sleep. Yeah, you keep track of that, don't you? I really do. I really do. My sister's computer is in is in the computer hospital, and she called and she said, "How are the babies?" <laughs> she can't she can't check them on her computer. I had to I had to give her a baby report, but they're doing so well, both of them. We've got in case anyone missed, we have an eagle's nest here in very close to me that Dan flagged for me. It was on your news station's website, had a link to the cam that has been monitoring this eagle nest. And it had two chicks, which is not uncommon, but not all second chicks survive for one reason or another. They either get starved because the first one is stronger and gets more food because it's always there begging for food, or the little one gets pushed out of the nest, or the older one kills it. But these two have grown and thrived, but one is still larger than the other. I just think because they knew they were on TV. Yeah, that they were well-behaved, right? Once in a while, (laughs) it's like, you know how, how kids, they'll say, don't touch me? He touched me. Mom, he touched me. Mom. You know, that, that, it, exactly. Well, every once in a while, that's what these little guys will do. They'll be standing side by side, just ever so sweet, minding their own business, and one little foot comes out and it goes, bonk, and it hits the other guy. And the other one says, bonk. And before you know it, they're going at each other. <gasps> the nest is empty tonight. My baby isn't here. Oh, dear. No, Baby, is you... it's Saturday night. They're out on the... <laughs> I know. They're making a sun check down on some bar. Yeah. I tell you what mm, you want to do. I know. They're holding wings with somebody out there. <laughs> oh, gee. Well, this is kind of, This is unusual. This is the first night I've looked, and, and the littler one has not been in the nest. The older one has been sleeping, sitting on a tree branch for way more than a week. But the younger one, you know, the littler one, has come back to the nest every night and gone to sleep in the nest with his little nose under his wing. But he's not there tonight, so maybe he's playing big boy and sleeping in a tree now. So how old are they now, about five months old? Well, not quite. One was born on January 1st and the other on January 3rd. So we're coming up at the end, January, February, March. Here we're gonna, they'll be three months old next week. Yeah, boy, time flies. Yeah, that's close to flying time for them. Their mom and dad will be ready to migrate sometime toward the end of April, so the kids have to be out flying on their own by then. I don't know if they migrate with their parents. Do you know? I don't really know. I, I, You know, I see bald eagles out here. You know, uh, we've got some bald eagles down in one of our parks, and um, I tell you, they're quite striking when you see one out in the nature, you know, or just out in the wild. Uh, you know, we have one here, too, that flies along the interstate here. Uh, they, they'll roost in the top of the trees. and uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they, we have hawks here, but, you know, there is a difference, you know, with the uh, bald eagles. You know, that white 
head really sets off the uh, oh yeah. Animal. yeah yeah well the the eaglets the young juveniles will not get their white feathers on their head for four to five years mm-hmm. so they're going to be dark headed or it let me see I've got an eagle sight migrate because I don't want them to leave the babies behind you know oh, yeah. um, See more about. Are you going to write a, a note to the mom and dad just to make sure they take the family with them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they've got their wings packed. Um, how many make it to their destination? See above for survival rate. If eagles migrate south for the winter, why do they bother to go back north? <laughs> <laughs> this is cute. I wonder where these questions came in. Maybe they came in from kids. Why don't they just stay in the south? This is comparable to a question that comes in every once in a while from a little girl. It makes the rounds, as kids' questions do. And she wrote a question to God. Yes. And and said, "Why why do you have to kill? Why do people have to die and babies get born? Why don't you just keep the ones you have?" And I thought, where did this kind of wisdom come from in a five-year-old child, you know? Always cute okay. to me what kids say about, you know, what they talk about in Sunday school. You know, they always hear a list of uh, interesting thoughts, what they think mm-hmm. God does, yeah. And the eagles come back to the same place. I'm going to have to find a different eagle spot because I want to make sure that the babies are going to be okay, even though they're, they've been the size, same size as their parents for weeks. And yesterday, for the first time, I checked the nest when all four eagles were there, the two young ones, which are, of course, the size of their parents, plus the two adults, because the mommy and the daddy both take care of the kids. It's not a mom's job like in the rest of bird world. So the mother and the father both bring food and take care of the the young ones. But yesterday, all four of them were in the nest at the same time. It was kind of tight quarters. (laughs) They're all so big. But it was such a wonderful sight to see. Well, maybe mom and dad are going to have to shop for a bigger nest next year. Well, they'll continue to build on this one and build and build and build. They come back to the same place. All eagles do. They come back to their same nest. And each year, they make the nest bigger than the last year. So they're going to expand to a second, a fourth bedroom? or They keep something. going. Some of these things weigh more than a ton by the time the birds get finished with them. They're huge. The nests are enormous. So this one's only been growing for about six years now. So they've got a ways to go. But they've raised quite a few chicks. So my two babies are healthy. I mean, this motherhood is just, I was a wreck. You know, I thought one of them broke his wing one night, and it was terrible, just terrible. I hope they only have one next year. I can't keep track of two kids. I mean, really, it it was very trying on me. I'd wake up at night and think, I hope the kids are okay, you know, because they're little, and they didn't know. They hadn't been able to fly yet, so if something came and hurt their nest, it would hurt them too. One night a raccoon tried to get in. Mom was on duty. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, this is just, twins was too much for me. I have to have one kid at a time. <laughs> and it's ma- all dance. Can you, ma- all- can you imagine all the moms that do have twins? How, how I know. T- how t- how t- oh, and triplets and quads. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know? 
<sighs> All right. Well, then it's time for a question, and I am just so proud of myself. I have found some stuff for you. So, well, I let's have a go. question for you. I was in Uh-oh. one of your favorite places today. Can you tell me where? It, would you please tell me that again? Ibrahim, one of your favorite places today. You want to know where? Well, I can think of two places. Okay. Dairy Queen? Nope. Well, well that's not really my favorite place, yeah. but they've got fudge. I would have taken court. I would think. I was thinking the library. No, nope. I was okay. there, but... That's, that's where he was. Uh-huh. M- my favorite place. Walmart? Nope. This is- Walmart? Are you kidding, Walden? Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm ready to slash right. my wrist when I have to go to Walmart. Um, that was not a very nice thing to say. I I would I would do a lot of things before I have to go to Walmart. Please forgive me, Walmart. No, but no, you know, no. I mean, the size of these stores are so intimidating. Well, now, now, you feel you feel the same way about Sam Club? No. Why? Because the aisles are different, the stock is different. You're not. It's not set up like a store. If that makes any sense. I mean, the the, the aisles they're stacked with. Um, you like to display. It, it, you like to display better at Sam Club. Well, you know, it really isn't. Well, when I say it really isn't displayed, I mean you you just walk down those aisles and you see a mountain of what you want to choose from. You know, if if you need paper towels, they've got oh probably twelve feet high of paper towels. And they're in sections where they'll they'll be easily taken, but you don't find something like that in a Walmart. You get people stopping in the aisle and saying, "Oh, isn't this a cute little doll? Oh, I wonder if Mary Jane would like this sweater." No, it doesn't happen in Sam's Club. You get in there and you get out. We have to take a break now for a commercial. This a <laughs> Walmart. Yes, Sam's Club. Sam's Club is good. Well, you know, this is okay. I'm coming out balanced because Sam's Club. And Walmart are owned by the same That's company. That's what I was wondering. So, I thought it was sort of yeah. interesting. So I, I'm coming out even. Uh, I'm, I'm not in trouble. So this is good. I'm promoting the company. All right, where were you? And then I have to give you a question. Candy store. Ooh. You were in a candy store? Is it because you were getting some Easter goodies for them all? Yep. You mean, you mean an honest-to-goodness an honest to goodness candy store like Sandy Farmer type stuff? How about the good old Moose? Moose? Bourbon Moose, the bourbon ball place. <gasps> you were there. How could that be my favorite place? It's my favorite place that I want to go to. Oh, boy. See? What did you buy? What did you buy? Oh, I just bought some little chocolates for Easter for the kids. Chocolate eggs or chocolate bunny rabbits or chocolate what? These were little chocolate uh, candy drops. And they are covered in tiny little uh, colored sprinkles. Oh, the little sprinkles. Oh, my no. goodness. Oh, and what are they called? None. Oh, oh no. No, that they just have white ones. Non pariles. Those are chocolate with just chocolate, little chocolate buttons with the white sprinkles on top. Yeah, I think they're just called chocolate drops. I've got them in okay. the other room in there. But, uh, no, I just... You didn't buy bourbon balls? I did not buy, I didn't see bourbon balls. Oh my I gosh, they keep them in the safe in the back room. So, do they charge by the pound? How did you actually, you can buy by the pieces, Dan? How do you actually, 
um, make the selection? I think I had them in, I don't know how many ounces. Uh-huh. I think probably, I don't think 16, maybe 12 ounces. In a package? Five. You bought them in a package? Yeah, per package. Okay. It is Saturday night. Saturday, March 30th, 2013. I'm Wong Zhu, way down here in Costa Mesa, California. And already over there, the, uh, over there. Way oh, over there. All the way over here, tickling the other coast. And, and, and you know, what? you know, folks, you know when Patricia's here, because the phone rang. I've already got a call already. But ready on the floor. <laughs> Hi everybody. Happy Saturday. Who have we got? <laughs> oh, I right, let's just bring him up and just start the show. Hello there, you're on the air. How you doing, Weldon? Hey, I'm fine. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm, I, a reason I, I slipped right in under the crease of the door is uh, my daughter is home from college for the weekend and she has two friends here. And my wife, uh, she's going to be calling me for dinner in about 10, 15 minutes. I don't so. blame you, Paul. I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't miss dinner either. Yeah. <laughs> so do you know what you're going to have for dinner yet? No, I don't. But you know what? What? It's, it's never bad. My wife's an excellent cook. And when there's people over, it's going to be something, ex you know, a little special. Ah, that's good. So what, where did your daughter go to school? What college? She goes to master's college. Um, that would be closer to you. Yeah, that's not too far from my, from me. Master college down here, very close. Yeah. Very, very close. Um, so that will. Please, you say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So that will be fun having the family in. You know. Yes. Yes, and uh, one of her girlfriends is from Minnesota, and the other is from Canada. And guess what, Patricia? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm here. Uh, I'm listening. And guess what? I, I do remember your homework, but I only remembered it uh, last night <laughs> when I was asking the girls what they're, what they're studying. And one of them said she was pre-med. And I said, oh, I said, so do you know about the different organs yet? And she goes, well, I know some. And I said, okay. I asked a friend on old-time radio show last weekend, um, since she used to be a nurse, and she said she likes liver. I asked her, why would you eat an old oil filter if all of our toxins go through there? And she didn't know the answer for sure as to whether or not they would all be right there, so she gave me the homework like my dad used to at dinner time. 
to get the answer to some question that none of us had the answer to at the moment. And so I said, are all of our toxins collected in the liver? No, they're excreted or do, or do through they the get liver. excreted somewhere. Yeah, they're excreted through the liver. So what did you find out? Well, she wasn't 100% real strong on it, but she did believe that they were excreted somewhere. That's that's correct. So you looked they're, it up? No. No, they're filtered out and they go back into, I don't know. But that, that was your job to look it up, not my job. <laughs> well, oh, God, wait a minute here. Walden had the, the um, vernal and autumnal equinox and the winter and summer solstice. That was his. And I worked on it, and I don't have a good enough answer to talk about it. I, I am not happy with the Internet so far. I haven't found a way <laughs> And Dan was supposed to pay attention to the cost of bacon, and I'm not going to do Paul's homework, so there. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll have to get it at a different time. You got, you got, you got, you got your dunk hat on, Paul. You're going to have to go No, back. no, no. He just has to stay after school. Or stay after school with the teacher. Oh, oh that's pretty good. Am I going to have company? <laughs> no. Well, it depends on whether or not anybody else did homework. Okay, uh, we'll have to know later on, huh? Well, Weldon tried. I so, tried. I, I, um, I, he may have to clean the, the, the blackboards, but... Um, do people still use blackboards? Yeah, I guess so. Ooh, that's yeah, a great That's a great topic. I just figure did anybody ever get in trouble in school? Oh, I did. You You're did, Paul? Yeah. Right here. <laughs> what happened, here. Paul? What happened? Yeah, what happened? Oh, all kinds of things. Uh, let's see. Grammar school. Yeah, I went to a Catholic school. Uh huh. And we had nuns. Uh huh. And they were harder on the boys. I always noticed that, and uh, of course there were more of us boys who were, you know, clowning it up, and I sure clowned it up. I wasn't the class clown, but um, I, I sure did a lot of things, but they were really hard at us, and uh, I mean, they said, like, uh, your job is to copy a page of the dictionary, mm -hmm. you know, or, or a 500 or 1,000 word composition, and things like that, and the girls who did things, uh, they either didn't get anything or it was extremely light. And I remember one time I, I stood up and protested and I was yelling that out, how it was unfair and, and the nuns tell me to sit down and I'm like, no, I won't sit down, you know. And I said everything, how I felt, and of course I'm sure that got me in trouble too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you lot, didn't sit down uh, when some of the nuns got through with students. Once a week only, and if you did something wrong, uh, automatically you didn't get P.E., and uh, you may get the, the punishment of walking around the playground uh -huh. just continually around the border. But if you were really bad in their eyes, uh, you would get sent to a lower class and have to sit in their classroom. Which that I might have had to do that once. I really can't remember for sure, but if I did, it was only once. And that's degrading. Uh, but they hit us on the head a lot. They pulled your ears. Uh -huh. uh, I, I think they wrapped our hands with a stick, a pointer stick, you know? Right. Yeah, that, that was something. Oh, it, boy. 
in high school, oh, I did some bad things in high school. What, what I'm going to tell you right now isn't a bad thing, but it's only because of who I was and mm-hmm. my intentions and all. I took metal shop, and I was a teacher's aide for two years, and I, I was I was totally into it. That was my thing, you know. Uh, and I forged a knife, a Bowie-type knife, a real long one, uh, really pretty much almost exactly like Cold Steel's Trail Master, which is, uh, I think, nine and a half inches long. And um, I have it to this stage where the blade was finished, the guard was on, and I was fitting um, the wood handles and a brass piece on on the end, the, the butt. And I had the rivets already fitted to the wood and through the handle. And so I had those loose. And when I went into, I used to carry things around me that I was working on and ponder on them or stand on them, what have you. And and I had that. And I went into my ecology class. And and as I sat down, I put it inside my jacket and folded my my jacket over it. And one of the teachers saw it. And he gave us a test, and he left the room, and he came back with uh, the dean, who who was real, real mean, stern guy. He's the ex-highway patrol, and he wore the big um, aviator-style mirrored glasses. And well, he came in and he zoomed straight to me with the teacher, and and he lifted up my coat. And, uh, you know, the, the knife was in and it fell on the floor and all the pieces went everywhere. And uh, he grabs up the blade and he says, you know, come with me. And, and as soon as we get out into the hallway, he he's pointing the thing up in the air and he says, I'm going to shove this up your ass. Uh, you know? uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes, where'd you get this? as we're walking down the hall towards his office. And I said, I made it. He goes, no. He says, where did you get this? And I said, I made it. And uh, then we get to his, his office, and he's asking me that again. And I said, I made it. And he goes, where? And I said, he goes, Workman's, which was the name of the metal shop teacher. And I said, yes. And uh, he lifts up his phone, and he says, give me Workman." And uh, I could hear him say, you have a student, Paul Ferris, in your class? Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, you letting him make this big knife? And then he hangs up. And uh, he goes, well, he says, I can't, I can't return this to you without your parents. You'll have to... You'll have to have your parents come get it with you. So well, I take it, um, I, I think know, it all this meant go. that you got in trouble, that obviously you were in trouble for this. Did you ever get rewarded for anything? Well, here's the thing. The teacher, you know, had to told him right then for him to respond that way to me after he hung up. He had to tell him, you know, Paul Ferris is a good student. He's not, you know, any kind of gang guy or anything like that. Gang stuff wasn't in, uh, in existence around our school. Um, he, had to, he had to tell him I was a sane guy. 
in order for him to even consider, you know, offering me to come get mm-hmm. it with my parents. He couldn't hand it to me right then. Okay, so that that was that okay. thing. But the bad thing that I did, the really bad thing that I did, it was um, it was um, senior, not senior, junior, junior ball, if you call it that. Um, uh, I had wanted to take Penny, and uh, some uh, young girl I had a crush on, and. She she told me yes, and then later, later she said, oh, she said, you know, um, what was his name? Um, Bill, Bill asked me to go, you know, and I really want to go with Bill, you know, but but her sister, Cindy, her sister, she, she'll go with you, you know, and we can go together, and I was just like, oh. So I, I did all thing. I don't think I answered for a couple of days, and, you know, and then I decided, oh well, what the heck, you know. And these sisters, they were from a poor family. There was one of the fam- places where it was uh, everybody could go there to party because it was parentless, really. It, it was bad. And if my parents only knew that I was, if it was like that, they would have, you know really stepped on me uh, from going there. But so I decided to go with them. And Bill, he was already a graduated guy and had a had a very nice pickup truck. And so we all, well, wait a minute. Because I delayed, I guess I did, I delayed longer than a couple of days. Um, yeah. Tickets weren't for sale anymore. I had to go to this dean who, uh, he must I'm not sure if he already did or if that was the next year with the knife. I had to go to him to get a handwritten ticket, okay, to go to this junior, I guess junior prom, what they would call sure. it. I had this hand ticket. Sure. Now, sure. because we were such party people and everything, you know, well, you're, you would say like we... What did you do that was bad? <laughs> Well, that wasn't bad, but what we did, I'm about to tell you, was bad. Uh-oh, you sure you want to do that, Paul? Sure. was, and I mean, I'm, yeah. So we went, we went in to this dance, and, man, I mean, a half hour goes by, and nothing's happening. It's really dead. And so uh, we said, oh, let's go get that bottle. So Bill and I, we a leave bottle, the building. Hmm? A bottle of what? Uh, probably whiskey. Probably we're not going to talk about it, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> probably that one's off the school list for tonight. It's not that bad. I mean, I'm sure all kinds of listeners have drank something in we didn't even get a chance to, though, so I'm going to yeah. tell you. But if you don't want me to... Why don't we, sa- why don't we save that one? All right. Why don't we save that one? Okay. And I, I think you're avoiding your liver homework. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but if you want to ask me some questions or anything like that, I'm sorry if I... Um, 
No, you you were, were good. Patricia, you got a question for Paul? I have one. Hold on. Let me see here. Bum, bum. What are you in the market for? Comedy, cowboy, what? Uh, comedy. Okay. All right. Um, I asked you that one. Who lived at 79 Wistful Vista? Trevor McGee and Perfect. Molly. All right. You oh. got it. You got it. And I'm still working. Do you want me to, to continue working on, um, I think we're covered on. Fibber. The, let, me, let me find your CDs. There we go. I think we're covered on Fibber McGee and Molly. So just in case we're all finished with that, give me another one you'd like. Uh, let's do the Great Gildersleeve. Perfect. All right. So we're starting on a new one. Okay. Is, it, all of, is all of the Great Gildersleeve episodes available? Do they exist? Mm -hmm. No. There, there were some missing during the war. Cause they were on glass disc, and they got a bunch, about 70 of them got uh, destroyed during the war. Uh, they were on glass. And, you know, with glass, it breaks and shatters. So we're missing, we're missing about 70, and then we're missing many of the 15-minute shows and, and several of the, of the tail end. So... But we have a lot of them. Okay. Didn't know there were 15-minute shows. Uh-huh. 15 minutes for one season. Five nights a week from uh, 1954 and 55. Then it went back to a half hour until uh, 1958. Wow. Yeah. How many years did was uh, that on? 17 years. 17? 17. Holy mackerel. Yep, oh, that's right. Started on the audition May 26, 1941. First show was August 31, 1941. Don't, it's, it's too bad I don't have this memorized. But, uh, and uh, Hal Perry played it for the first nine years. And then Wilder Warman did it for the next eight. So, so, and there's still several members of the cast that are still around. So, have you interviewed them? Uh-huh. I've interviewed a gal who played Marjorie during the war, uh, Louise Harrison, she lives in New York. I've interviewed uh, different people who played, uh, I, of course, I know uh, Leah, Leah Ransom, the uh, the girlfriend of the great girl, that's Shirley Mitchell. Oh, and, yeah? Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people around. Yeah, I, 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 his girlfriend, she was my favorite. Oh, you couldn't go wrong with that accent. Yeah. And uh, Shirley's from Ohio. So can you imagine coming from Ohio and she was able to do a southern accent like that? Uh-huh. Pretty good. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard her in some other show or shows where she uh, kind of had that accent but not full on. Right. Because she played some other character. That's right. You got it. You got it. And, and most people would know her on TV as one of Lucio Ball's next-door neighbors on the I Love Lucy TV show, and I'm thinking that was uh, Mary Strong. So if you ever watch the old I Love Lucy TV shows, then you know what Chewie Mitchell looks like. But who did she play in it? M Mary Strong. I'm sorry, I, I'm not... I don't, I don't know that name. 
there was one, she, uh, Mary Strong appeared about seven yeah. times. There was one next door neighbor's dad. Uh, oh, was she, oh no. Yeah. Now, was this, was this I Love Lucy or uh, one of the following I Love Lucy, Lu I, the original one. The original I Love Lucy. Gosh, yes. I don't remember that. Yeah. The original, she, she played, uh, like what, Ethel Merman? Well, no, was? Ethel was her, you know, was her landlady and her best friend. But, you know, Lucy had some next door neighbors too. And uh, Shirley Mitchell was one of those. Mm. I'll have to dig up something like that. Yep. So. Well, Paul, you have yourself a great dinner. I hope it's something absolutely super special. And unless you do your homework by the end of next week, I'll give you until next week. Uh-oh. If you don't do your homework until by the end of next week, you're going to the punishment room. <laughs> Oh, no. You're going to make me walk the, the playground, too? No, no, no. I have better stuff than walking a playground. Ooh, my goodness. That's just a, that's a monumental waste of good energy. <laughs> yes, it was. That's well, true. We'll I'm get you there. Oh, you did fine, was Paul. embarrassing the program. No. All right, Paul, you get ready for dinner. All right. I smell it. All right. Have fun. Okay. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Alright, 714-545-2071 is our number. I don't even have to give out the phone number. Hello there, you're on the air. And uh, I call from New Jersey, and I can do a southern accent too. You can, Michael. <laughs> Howdy, I can do a Texas accent. Howdy, folks. That's true, that is true. I just want to uh, remind everybody, or have you remind everybody, that uh, we are going to have ex-tex Bill Bragg on our show tomorrow night. Did you get my note? Uh, did I get your note? No, I didn't. Okay, the Wall Street Journal covering it live, and be prepared to top the show, Mike. Yes. Okay. Oh, is, oh, is it going to go in at 10.30? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. glad. Well, I'm glad. I would have. I would have found your notes sooner or yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. no. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I know. The bill was uh, ecstatic with the Wall Street. Yeah. He uh, he spent an hour with the Wall Street. Spent right? 90 minutes. And they're coming back tomorrow night. To do, they're going to sit down on the show live. Mm. Okay. We're talking with Dr. Michael Beal, who is normally with Walden on Sunday nights. So we've we've got a name that goes with the voice. There you go. Wave to the people, Michael. See, okay. There you go. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. Uh, Bill Black going to be on with John Lurie and I and Michael Beal. And I will rearrange our decks because the Wall Street Journal is covering this show tomorrow night. The uh, They went over and knocked on the door and showed up at Bill's house and did a 90-minute interview. And they're coming back to sit in during the live show and cover that. So that will be tomorrow. So stay tuned. See if, see if we're gonna get any notoriety out of it. Hello there, you're on the air. I had to call before you forget to um, uh, pull out the plug. You know. Like. <laughs> right. Walden. Yes. Well, I'm. You're you're up really loud, and I'm having trouble hearing the callers. Okay. Can, can you I, I can do a little balancing act? Uh huh. I can do that. Yeah, let's balance it out a little bit. You know, I then, want to be up loud. And whoa, he sure is. You can turn him back down. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. Maybe by midnight, huh? Uh, how do you turn me down? I, I got the 32 switches on the board. 
I haven't been turned down for a long time. When's the last time a girl turned you down, Ron? <laughs> well, never mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever turned Ron down. I know. How I'm positive. I'm positive. Listen, so how I, are you? I just called to let you know that if I called early enough, I tried to, I, I, I don't know if Walden told you last week, you guys talked to each other from, well, like, one o'clock Walden's time till about five o'clock, I mean, four o'clock, I mean, two o'clock Walden's time. Uh-huh, and nobody called. Because he forgot to. Unhook it. Unhook he it. forgot to hang up on himself. He <laughs> called himself and forgot to hang up is what the problem was. This is our technical genius here. Well, the, really the truth is I wanted to have Patricia all by myself. Oh, right. boy. Did, can you weasel out of something or what? <laughs> That out, right? so, you talk about a weasel. <laughs> you um, don't want yeah. to call? You just want to ice us out? And <laughs> I didn't do it, Ron. I didn't. You may remember I said, "Gosh, nobody's calling." Yeah, and he had—he didn't have the nerve to go check it out and see why nobody's. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> yeah, I figured that out. <laughs> Too right. much fun. Too much fun. Well, we have a theme for tonight. Are you going to play with our theme for me? Oh, yeah, sure. What is it is... I can uh, tell he's excited. Yeah. Now, this is the honest-to-goodness truth, and I don't know how I got to... Oh, I know how I got to soap. Our Fibber McGee and Molly show tonight deals with Fibber winning a contest for a slogan for a brand of soap, Latherino Soap. And I thought, well, soap, that's going to be a really good topic. So what started out to be soap actually wound up all the way into World War II for rationing information about soap. But tell me what kind of soap you used as a kid. Can you find the soap today? Um, tell me everything you know about soap from when you were growing up. Well, let's see. When was the last time I used soap? <laughs> Could I speak with Gail, please? <laughs> Uh, well, when we're when we're younger, uh huh. Is that the smell I smell from here? Okay. <laughs> we use ivory. Ivory? Ah, oh, the floating stuff. Okay. No, 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 no. Wasn't it ninety nine and ninety nine and forty four one hundred percent pure, and that's and it floats. Yeah. So what's the other point five six percent? Beats the I, heck I, out of me. Must be air. There must be. <laughs> Ivy, and then there was palm olive. Yeah. Okay. And we still have palm. We still have both of them today. All right. Yeah, and then um, let's see. I don't know, dial, dial. Was it dial? Yep, it dial. Dial. Yeah. Was dial the one? Oh no, that was Life Boy. Was B O? Life Boy was that, right? You know, that that was a that was a very um. It was a comical commercial, and, you know, I don't know if anybody would admit they were using that soap to take a bath because you know, it's kind of embarrassing to, to listen to the commercial because if you ask the friend, well, what, do you, what, what kind of soap do you use? And he said he used Life Boy, and he starts scratching your head and said, does it work? Well, I'll be darned. Ron... You are so bright. I never thought about it in those terms. Yeah. Um, anyway, I got to run for a little while. I'll call you guys back. Okay, okay thanks. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.
714-545-2071. Now that is really something. We had the, the term pest control for the guys who come and show up with spray. Yep. That originated with a company here in Florida, really nifty guy. He had uh, Volkswagen bugs, the, the little bug cars, dressed up like mice. He had um, a, a big tail coming out of the tailpipe and big ears that flopped back and forth, you know, Mickey Mouse ear type things. Right. And he was the first person to use the term pest control as opposed to exterminator. Exterminator meant you had a dirty house. Pest control meant you were keeping it clean. Hello there, you on air? This is John from Maryland. Hi, John. Hello, John from Maryland. How in the world I, are you? I got through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I haven't talked to you for a couple of days. I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> you were we popped in. Soap. Uh, we we used when I was a kid. We used uh, Life Boy soap. Uh huh. It, it smelled medicinal. Really? Yeah. And uh, my mother used what they call Fells Naphtha soap. Okay. I don't know if they still have that around. I have not ever seen it in the store, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. Let's what, see. What, what is the bar of soap that was, like, really hard to scrub with? You know? Oh, oh. It was used mm. for people who used to use a scrub board. Uh, yeah. Like lava? Maybe are, lava. Are you thinking about lava soap I, or the really, the really hard brick soap? Really, there was like a the really hard brick soap, but when you, you, when you know, normally when you get a nice smooth ladder on other soap bars, it's really, it's, you know, it strips oh, out your hand. Tar, and this tar one, soap. Tar soap. Does that sound right? Well, I don't remember the name. I just remember it had a weird smell, like mm -hmm. what John was pointing out as Life Boy. It's uh -huh. so terrible. Yeah, then it, 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 it never lathered. Really? That was I bet that was tar soap. Huh. I don't tar know, soap. But they used it when they scrubbed on a board. My mother uh -huh. for a while would use a scrub board. I don't get out nasty stains and things in the Right. My mother said they used it to clean diapers with. Ooh. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> All right, pine tar and tar soap. It was a pine tar soap. There was um, other use I don't know if I can say it on the radio. <laughs> Sure, what, what's that? My mother was a, uh, uh, she had a remedy for every illness. Yeah. And one of the things that she did with the soap was, was an edema. Uh, oh, gosh. Which oh, you poor kid. That'll do it. And i tell you one thing, that worked so fast it would make your head spin. <laughs> it probably did, too. Ah, oh, you poor kids. Now, John, was that part of, and I'm serious with this question, was that part of your grandmother's or your mother's spring cleaning routine? No, she didn't. Uh, my mother, Did this, this is hard to believe, but my mother completely cleaned the house every single day. She vacuumed every single day, and she, she uh Cleaned the furniture. She dusted the furniture every single day. Wow. <laughs> Did she use she was a busy lady. Did she use Johnson's wax? I don't know. We had a linoleum on the floor. She probably did. Uh-huh. 
we had linoleum floors in the kitchen. We had a real big kitchen. I mean, it was uh, huge. In fact, in the kitchen, we spent more time in the kitchen than we did anywhere else in the house. A lot of families did that. What did you do in the kitchen as a family? Well, what we did, sometimes we would play games. My brother and sister would play games. And uh, we actually had a uh, studio couch in, in, the, in the kitchen. It was big enough to have a studio couch. Wow. Wow. And if you wanted to take a nap, you could uh, just pop on the studio couch. There you are. John, how big was the kitchen in relation to the rest of the house? My God, it was huge. Let's see. It was, could you fit two bedrooms in there? It was about uh, the size of two bedrooms. So would the dining room be part of the kitchen, or would that actually separate? No, uh-uh. uh-huh. I had to go separate. into the dining room. We had a full-size dining room. But uh, we only but used that on uh, formal occasions. How old was the house, John? My father bought it brand new. I think he paid, let's see, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was less... I'm trying to remember, but it was today's standard. You wouldn't have believed it. It was, um, oh, my God. It was so cheap. It was unbelievable. It was probably less than $5,000. Yeah. Do you remember when he bought it? 1928. 1928. What kind of heat did it have when it was new? We had coal furnace. Okay. And uh, to get hot water to bathe in, you had to go down and light the uh, the uh, hot water here. And then I like to do that because you get to play with matches. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been? You are such a sweet person. What is this with matches? Well, I guess every boy wanted to do that. I think that's a boy thing. Yeah. Um, so how long would it take to warm up the water to take a bath? Would it take a half hour or so? Or? Yeah, it didn't take too long. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe maybe less, a little less than a half an hour. But, uh, we never what got kind a of, hot water what kind until after the war because they didn't, couldn't get one. John, what kind of stove was in the kitchen when you were growing up? Let's see if I can remember the name of it. It was... Was it a gas stove or a wood-burning stove? What kind? No, it was a gas stove. A gas, okay. It had gas. Uh, it was a gas, but it was very small. But my mother put it to the full use, but she baked a lot. Uh-huh. And who covered, who shoveled in the, the coal into the furnace? My that, father. That was your dad's job? And he would... Uh, in the, in the morning, he would go down if he was, wasn't working. He would go downstairs, and he would shake the handle on the side of, and knock the coals down. And he'd clean the ashes out. But he would go through the coal to get the ones that didn't burn hmm. and put them back in the coal bin. <laughs> I mean, we were really thrifty. Sure. sure. I mean, gosh, coal, coal was plentiful. But you had to we, pay for it. I mean, it, only, it was pricey. We only got one ton a year. 
we get one ton of coal a year. Okay. And uh, that had to last. <laughs> so that was a lot of house to heat. Was it a two-story house? Yeah, two stories. It was a, it was a, what they call a row home, but it was a corner home. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it was a big corner home. We had a garage and everything. Mm. And in the back, during the war, we had a, uh, there was a farm in the back of the house. But during the war, the person, I, I always thought the people that owned the farm, that they ran the farm, owned it, but they didn't. And during the war, they sold it to the government, and the government used to um, house the POWs there, captured prisoners. Wow. Oh, my. So in back of the house, we had a prisoner war camp. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Were they prisoners of war? Were they German? Were they Japanese? Both. They were both uh, German and Italian. And Italian. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! And uh, what happened? The uh, they would allow the uh, Italian prisoners to go to town once a week, but they had to wear uh, PW written on their clothing. And mm -hmm. written on there, and all the girls thought that was really neat. So they would they would write PW on their on their dungaree. Oh, oh. <laughs> Teenage girls just come up with the weirdest stuff. I didn't know they were doing it that early. It wasn't P-O-W, it was P-W. Oh, my. Oh, my. They thought it was cool. Question, social question. Prisoner of war being allowed out on his own, uh, obviously a trustee-type situation because he had to come back, was he at risk in the town from the townspeople who hated the people who were fighting them. Well, you know what? They really didn't hate them. I mean, you could, you could walk up to the barbed wire fence and you could talk to the prisoners. Nobody hated them. And that was okay? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, when I, I didn't mean, um, I, I misstated that. I didn't mean hated that person specifically, but the, the tenor within the country during World War II was hate. They hated the Japanese for bombing Pearl Harbor. They hated the Germans for attacking, you know, and there, there was a, an attitude of hate. And I wondered if they were at any kind of risk being out on their own and wearing a sign that says, I'm not from here. No, not really. Hmm. You know, I, I'm wondering too, Patricia, just listen to the old radio shows, when we think of German and the Italians, we were thinking mostly of Hitler and Mussolini rather right. than the actual soldiers themselves. Right. So, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, we had a ball field. Uh, at the end of the block, we had a, a baseball. Well, we made it ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, the government never put anything in for us to use, you know. So we would, we'd made our own ball field. And uh, when they put... They put a barbed wire fence up to, to, you know, keep the prisoners in there. And what would do, if, if you hit a home run or if you hit a ball over fence into where the prisoners were, it was an automatic out. And then you had to try to get a hold of somebody to get the ball out. <laughs> That's why it was an automatic out. <laughs> I guess it would be. 
Um, it certainly wasn't a base hit, was it? They would fetch the ball back for us. Throw it over yeah. the fence. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, this is a great story. John, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I just never knew that there were neighborhood, um, what am I getting, little, they were little prison camps. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could hear them at night. They would build a fire back there, and you hear them singing. They had little sing-alongs. Oh, my gosh. You know, they were a lot safer than they were when they got captured, huh? Well, I think a lot of them, I think a lot of them, pre, I, I think, it, I think, do I remember in Nebraska, the Germans mm-hmm. were, were prisoners of wars in, the, in, in, uh, in Nebraska, so different parts of the country. Um, so these, these were people who lived here. These were not prisoners who were taken um, in Europe, for example, and brought, well, that would be stupid. Of course they weren't brought over here. They were. These were people in our own country. So we took, we took prisoners of war from Europe, brought them to America. We did bring them all. Oh, I did. Oh, boy. Well, then I need yeah. to go to school. We had prisoners here. That's... We never had any Japanese prisoners, because that's more like West Coast. Yeah. They weren't any here. Well, I'll be darned. Did you ever have an opportunity to talk with any of them? Sure. What did you talk about? They spoke English. <laughs> any, anything. Baseball. How, how the war was going on, who's winning. <laughs> I'll be gone. You were their newspaper. Yeah. Some 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 of the people went down and handed them a newspaper they could read, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it was, what? Uh, it's not like at all what you think in the movies. It's all propaganda what you see in the movies. So what, yeah. what kind of work were they doing on the farm, John? Were they working with the I don't the know pig? what they did inside the building. It was a big, it was a huge building where they housed them. Uh-huh. I don't know what they did inside. Got it. Didn't see them all the time. They weren't outside all the time. Uh-huh. Did they do any farming outside? I, I did. It was so big, I, you, you couldn't see back there. You know, it was okay. all over there. You couldn't see what they were doing. Yeah. Huh. Well, golly. Boy, John, every time you call, I get educated. Well, you know, my cousin who I didn't know till after the war. He's the same age I was, mm-hmm. but he was born in Germany, and I was born here. And we were the same age, but I didn't know him. And uh, he said during the war, um, they would show films, and they say, this is the United States, and they would show these films, and some of them were terrible. Yeah. Uh, they had they they were showing films and this is the honest truth. They showed he said they want to show us a picture of the American Army, and they showed a film called Buck Privates, Abbott and Costello. Oh my God! They said this is the American Army. <laughs> surprise! 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 Oh my gosh! Oh, that is funny. <laughs> but that was the film. This is the American. This is the army we're fighting. <laughs> and the show Abbott putting the rifle on the wrong shoulder and his gun belt yeah. all down. They would trip over it. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a surprise when they got out in the field, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my gosh. Well, John, are you in the market for a question tonight? All right. All right. You know, you've got a growing envelope here. I worked on our 
our CDs over the weekend or during during the week. Let's see. All right, here you go. What were green, gold, blue, and plaid? What is it? Green, green gold, blue, and plaid. Gold. Uh-huh. And plaid. Gold. Yeah, gold. Gold. The color gold. Like a flag. No. They were each one was different. We had green ones and gold ones and blue ones and plaid ones. What were they? And this is not a radio show, right, Patricia? This is just a general question. This is a general question, yeah. Oh, I'm think I'm trying to think of a radio show. Yeah. Oh no, I'm so sorry. But, but you know, I tucked this in the middle of questions about products. Okay. So it has to do with buying products. stuff. Products. Well, something that it, you buy. Right. It, well, it has to do with buying and stores. Yeah. And it was blue, green, gold. And plaid. Gold, plaid. gold, like plaid. the color gold, so gold like, and silver. Like roast and perina. Like the checkerboard. No, it wasn't the checkerboard. We had, these were all individual. We had green ones. We had gold ones. We had blue ones. And we had some that were plaid. Maybe it was a candy? Nope. Wasn't a candy. I'm going to save that one. That one's really kind of a tricky question. I I'm going to. It is. I'm going to save that. Okay. We want a product. Here's a product. Which product would give Charlie trouble keeping all the girls away? Raw root cream oil. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Get that one. <laughs> uh, well, you know, not everybody would get that one. That sounds. And Wild root hasn't been around for a million years. I don't think it is. Wildwood isn't around anymore, is it? Wild? I think it is. No. I, think, I think it's a small uh, brand now. You're joshing me, no, I really? Think I, I think I googled it up. Yeah. yeah Wildwood. Well, I've cream seen it oil. for a long time. Yeah, true. Wildwood cream oil. Let's see here. Like fish. Amazon, the natural look. Like you don't see fish shampoo anymore either. Fish shampoo. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. Remember who was some of the sponsors, who they sponsored on radio? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Phil Wagon. Harris and Alice Faye. Yeah, that's one. But there was one before that. Uh-huh. Let's see, it was, uh, it was a musical show. That's right. I can't, wait a minute, I'll think of her name. She was called The Last of the Red Hot Mamas. Sophie Tucker. Sophie Tucker, okay, good. They also had a... Uh, a music variety show, besides selfie. A music variety show? Uh-huh. In other words, they had different, they had... Yeah. They had Fitch Bandwagon, which was a, where they would have big bands on Sunday nights. And Dick Powell hosted it during 44. And that was the name of the show? Yep, the Fitch Bandwagon. Yeah, I remember oh, Fitch Bandwagon. Cool. Yeah. And... I think... I think Fitch, oh, I'm trying to remember, were they the sponsor for a while for Judy Canova? Or was that or Halo Shampoo? Halo Shampoo. Or was, Halo, 
Hello. Sam. I don't think it was Fitch. I think it was Halo. Halo shampoo. Uh, what else? Those are the only ones I think of at the moment that Fitch. Sponsored. All right. Well, I will go. I will go look for Fitch. The only thing I can come up with right now. Oh, wait a minute. There it is. Wildwood cream oil. With a purchase that, of options. They probably still make that. There, yeah, you have to go digging around for it. Um, Fitch Radio. Let's see what comes up here. F-I-P-C-H. Fitch Radio. Advertising Old Time Radio. And then uh, I think... the right questions and I'm not I'm not going to fuss around with it um, at this point John what would you like for for some shows well, let's see what, what don't I have <laughs> <laughs> well let me see what you what you've got coming and maybe that would help mm -hmm. let's see John what we've got okay you asked for Sherlock Holmes last week in the life of Riley yeah what else and everybody, I'm going to have two gentlemen at the Spurvac meet who were junior in the life of Riley. On May oh, great! Yep. Both uh, Conrad Bingen and Tommy Cook will be on my panel, and hopefully we're going to broadcast that. Oh, excellent. That, that will be great yeah. fun. Well, John, are you in the mood for comedy, for drama, detectives, history, kid stuff, westerns, science fiction? Adventure and stuff like that. There. How about the, the Philip Morris Playhouse? Did I ever get that from you? You never did because I never went out looking for it. So I will go find it. The Philip Morris Playhouse. Okay. Well, if you can't find that one, how about um, oh, let's see, Amazing Mr. Malone. Mr. Malone. Yep. That's I good. do believe I have Mr. Malone or Mr. Malone. Sure. Well, I will. I will hunt. Well, if the Philip Morris Playhouse is available, it's yours. Okay. All right. Well, John, you are such fun to talk to. Thank you so much for educating me. Honest to goodness, I learn something every time you call. <laughs> I'll give you some more stories next time I call. Uh, please do. You can just sit there. And, there you go. Sit there and collect them for us. Thank you. All right. All right. Happy Easter, John. Same to you. You bet. Bye-bye. 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 714 Happy Easter to everybody. What kind of soap did your mother make you use when you were growing up? I don't know. I don't really know the brand of the soap. Um, that's I asked her. Should we call her? Sure. Let's see if anybody answers the phone. <laughs> and please... As long as you're not calling yourself, somebody will remember to hang up, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. Dear me. Dear me. Okay. How about shampoo? What kind of shampoo did you use when you were a kid? What call, Mom? Would somebody pick up the phone? <laughs> we're, having, we're having professional broadcasts tonight. We're practicing. Maybe we need to ask Bobby, your mom, mom during mom. break time. Oh man! Family probably went to bed. They, yeah, we'll we'll ask her during break time. My poor lady. Okay. TV. 
you know, they're doing something crazy. Hello there, you're on the air. I am on the air. There must be a delay in the air. I know, Dan, there must be. You want me to call you instead? No, no, I think everything's... You think you're okay? Well, that's considering I don't know the number, I think it's easier. Did you do your homework? Uh, did you check your email? Oh, no, not not in the last half hour. Am I up there? You should have something there. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he late then? If it's been the last half hour, that's after school started. Oh, but I didn't ask for his homework until now, so I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think he's safe. I think he's okay. If I he think did he's it. Well, safe, yeah. And it has to come up here. Uh, I think... I think... My... It's, it's not... It's out with the program that you get from... Excuse me. From Macintosh called Safari, which is supposed to be the comparable to. Uh, oh my gosh, everything is going screwy here. Comparable to Outlook, not Outlook. Um, Internet Explorer. Are you guys still using Internet Explorer? Yes. All right. Uh -huh. um, I have to quit some stuff here. Anyway, that the the one that's comparable is absolutely a bear. I mean, it is just so miserable. So what are you using instead? Uh, I'm, I'm occasionally will use Firefox. I was going to recommend Firefox. You might also try uh, Google Chrome. Google Chrome on, on a Mac? Is that cool on a Mac? You know, I don't use a Mac, so you might have a point there. Well, I don't know. How come you don't use a Mac? Uh, that's, well, we have a Mac lab, but we, 